This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. What is up, Pats pals and Foxborough friends, the worldwide over of Patriots Nation? Your old pal Nick Fitzy Stevens here alongside Andy Jumbo Hat for a very special episode of the Six Rings and Football Things podcast. As we head into Labor Day weekend 2022, you guys have worked hard. You stiffs, you humps, you backbreakers out there. You're looking forward to your holiday weekend. And then they're going to hit the ground running next week because it's football o'clock. So what we thought we would do today is come together, clean up the notebook, pull open the old junk drawer, catch up on all those news, notes, and nuggets from all over the wide world of Pats. A little uh, special Labor Day weekend Pats Puri edition of Six Rings podcast. And then next week, Oh, man. Andy, do we have some... All right, we got some things. We got a lot of stuff going on next week. We're gonna, we're talking a season preview, AFC and NFC previews, playoff predictions sure to go wrong, getting you ready, pumped and jacked like a shirtless Pete Carroll for week one down in Miami Gardens. It's all on the table next week. But first, everything else and the best of the rest. Good afternoon, Mr. Hart. What's going on? Hi, how are you? Hi, how are you? No, I'm glad you actually clarified that we do have actual things planned for next week. Because sometimes when people say, and boy, do we, whew, we got lots for next week. That sounds like you're telling your boss, uh, yeah, I, I got stuff I'm doing. Just leave me alone and don't look the rest of the day. <laughs> Listen, boss, I am going to be so busy. I'm not even going to be able to tell you what I'm doing. But trust me, like I have a like I'm going to be doing work like I'm going to be satisfying my corporate quota, and I've got a very, very busy agenda. Don't you worry about it. Okay, before we get into the uh, roster maneuverings, some salary cap manipulations, maybe a salacious Tom Brady story, um, we're going to do a quick sidebar on something that you just sent out in the mm-hmm. Merloni Forio and Meg. Fourier and Mego. Merloni, Fourier, and Mego. Yes, we are recording this podcast as I walk around my little Cape Escape. This is my uh, WEI Cape Cod Studios. We are getting ready for you and I filling in for Fourier and Mego uh, this week on the Labor Day edition of the show. Yes. And you texted something absolutely asinine that chicken thighs are better than steak. One of the dumbest things I've ever heard. No, no, no. Okay, first of all, allow me to provide, because once again, as I often have to do, you are are angry take Jake. The first thing you always want to do is make sure that you find a way to slight or slander your old pal Fitzy whenever it's available or possible without even providing context, which I have told you time and again is key to everything. People say content is king. I disagree. I say it is context. The context would be, in light of Mac Jones last night at the Patriots premiere event saying that he believe that he is not a fan of seafood, even though he now lives in New England where 
seafood is abundant and available around every corner, that he's not a fan, still doesn't eat it, probably not going to eat it. So today we're going to discuss, uh, because that's how radio do, our most controversial food take. So I offered up on the group text that I believe chicken thighs are better than steak. That's my Stupid. feeling. I Stupid. No, it's not. It's how, it's how I feel. They're not it's even good. And you know who learned that? Not Wing even good. Stop. No, they're not good. And Wingstop learned that when they tried to do that stupid thigh stop. Uh, they campaign. did that because there was a chicken wing shortage in numbskull. You know why there's a chicken wing shortage and not a chicken thigh shortage? Well, why is that? Because wings are good and thighs suck. That's you, why. Everybody's you know like, what? yeah. You, you suck. And better than steak? What kind of steak are you eating? Leather I steak? I, I love steak. Don't get me wrong. So I you love but you love chicken thighs more? I happen to just be a big fan of chicken thighs. Yeah. Yes, as a matter of fact, my favorite chef. Fat on them. My, no, not if you. You don't even. You've never even had one made the right way for I you. Have. They're not terrible when done the right way. But to say they're better than steak is idiotic. The ceiling on chicken thighs and the ceiling oh. on steak can't even. Not even close. Andy. Skyscraper and to basement. Andy. Andy, was it supposed to be your most controversial food take? Did I not enjoy believe it? So you I, made it up. I do. This is what you do. Did You're I not, you make, did I not foster up. debate? Did I make not engender up. dialogue? I, I, I thought, see, I don't do that. I'm not a hot take guy. When I say oh. something, I actually believe it. I didn't know oh. you were a hot take guy. Okay, good to know now. Fitzy, full of crap, as I always expected. Now, let's get into the Patriots roster transactions because we went through the cuts that got the team down to the 53-man roster, mm -hmm. and we speculated that most of those guys would be back in some form or fashion. And as always on the six rings podcast, we nailed it. So on August 31st, I want to go through the uh, first wave of formulation of the Patriots practice squad. Uh, let me read all the names and then we'll discuss anybody you're excited about. Cause I know there's at least one that you and I have a bet regarding. So mm -hmm. old friend veteran feels like he's been around freaking forever. <laughs> James Ferentz made the practice squad. Kevin Harris, the sixth-round rookie running back, defensive mm -hmm. back Hawkins, wide receiver Lil Jordan Humphrey, who my guy, my guy, watch out, he could take over if with Taekwon now officially on injured reserve, he could he see could, some Lil Jordan action. He could be a a roster promotion at any time. Harvey Longy, who's a Longy time favorite of Bill uh, no, 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 no. If I no, no, if that came out of my mouth, good. you'd be like, oh god, no, Andy hurts him. No, good. no, no, uh, that was awful. And by the way, you forgot to also remind the audience because our listenership, our viewership, the the Foxborough faithful and the fans of Six Rings would like to know that you are allowed three. One, two, three, just like the same number that it takes to get to the center of a Tootsie Pop. Three promotions from the practice squad to the majors, to the bigs, to the uh, to the all 53, if you will. So, you know, you can you know, like people like so-and-so gets called up, so-and-so gets sent down. Like you can do it three times and then right. you either have to be released or kept, correct? Well, yeah, those are the automatic and you revert to the practice squad the day after the game. Anybody can be signed from your practice squad. So mm -hmm. like they have an open roster spot right now. Mm -hmm. They could do one of those automatic promotions or they mm -hmm. could just simply sign Lil Jordan Humphrey to the roster. Give him a real contract. Boom. And you're up. So, yeah, there's a there's a couple ways you can utilize these two guys. Now, we are recording this once again across the at Fitzy GFY socials. Our producer, Chris Scheim, is otherwise Claire. Detained, my favorite, Classy Claire from a Claire perspective, one of the finest Patriots podcasts, not named Six Rings and Football Things, commenting right now via Facebook Live saying, Andy, that was a little awful, but you know I love you. I will agree, I'll agree with one part of that. 
Go on, friend. Uh, so where was I? Through Harvey Longy, Longy yep. time favorite of Bill Belichick. No. Uh, linebacker no. Cameron McGrone, cornerback oh, Karen Ma- Mitchell. Ma- McGrone is what all Irish people do at your jokes. There, that oh. was also terrible. Why do they have to be Irish? <laughs> okay, they could be Scottish. Shut uh, up and keep going. Offensive lineman, also formerly defensive lineman, Bill Murray. Wide receiver, Trey Nixon. Defensive lineman, Jeremiah Farms, Jr. Defensive mm-hmm. lineman, LeBrian Ray. Offensive lineman, Cody Russey. Tight end, Matt Sokol. Running back, J.J. Taylor. And tight end, Jalen Weidermeyer. We're all signed to the practice squad August 31st. A day later, an outsider joined the fun. Finally, somebody they hadn't seen all summer. That is wide receiver, Lynn Bowden, Jr., Mm. Um, was a former third round pick, spent some time with the Dolphins, the Raiders. Uh, and they also, as you mentioned, put Tyquan Thornton on IR and then reached an injury settlement with Henry Anderson, something that if you listen to the Six Rings podcast, you mm. know was expected. We saw that coming. So those are the so practice they give, squatters. They give them a little money to say, uh, you know, we're not just going to cut you out, right? We appreciate you trying to admit you getting hurt last year, tearing your peck, actually being on IR this ah, season. I'm a peck. Uh, oh, my arm. It's broken. So uh, now he's now he is released. Now he could sign again with the Patriots in eight weeks like Malcolm Butler could, correct? But he is free to pursue a contract with another team. Well, it depends on the injury settlement length of the injury. And Got then it's it plus three after that date, plus three weeks, I believe. So mm-hmm. it's based. they basically have a formula that they use. So if, if he pulled a hamstring and was expected to um be available in say two weeks three weeks okay you pay him for the three weeks he hits the open market another team can sign him there's a little extra waiting period before the patriots can bring him back but yes he could join another team after the injury settlement or he could sign with the patriots so same as butler yes um okay let's get into your guy cam mcgrone who you told me this offseason was going to be some sort of a mix between Micah Parsons, Zach never Thomas, said, Mike never said that. Nope, never said um, that. And now he's on no. the practice squad. And and I need to let everybody know that as of yesterday, mm-hmm. you and I made a Miller Lite bet. Correct. Which, by the way, if anybody wants to sponsor the podcast, we could change it to another beer of choice well, that we would mention early and often. Once again, once again, any and any and all are available if any of our friends uh at InBev, and uh, who owns Anheuser Busch, Miller Coors, Narragansett, anyone by all means. Vitamin we, C. We are we are here at the local crafties. Sure, yes. by all means. We have so many different segments Very we could pancake. do. Mm-hmm. We could do the lighter side of uh, the lighter side of football. Let's crack into it. What's on tap? What's on draft? There's there's a uh, draft recap. All those things are available uh, and open. And I would like to also comment uh, to Pat McSweeney who writes. Fitzy looks like he just got off a Peloton ride. Uh, A, I don't have a Peloton. B, I did just come from going for a jog. And C, I thought it would be fun if I attacked the podcast looking like an older, sadder version of Josh Brolin from the Goonies. So thank you, Pat. The guy who got cut from the Globetrotters. (laughs) Um, Uh, So Cam McGrone, we have bet that you believe he will start at least two games for the New England Patriots this year. And we have a... uh, well, uh, it's a one and a half. One, I, I said I wanted to say one. We said multiple games. So if he starts one, the bet is off. If he starts zero, you win. If he starts two, I win. No, no, no. If he, no. If he starts one, I win. If he starts zero, I win. No, I want one. I'm starts, not betting multiple. No, you said I can one, get you the tape one. from yesterday where you said he will start multiple we games. We said it off the air, you joker. 
We didn't do that on the air? No, we didn't. There's no oh, proof. Oh, well, we're doing it on the air now, and you bet. Be a man of your damn word. One. You said multiple. One. You said multiple. Uno, my favorite card game. Wow. I can't believe you're one of those guys. A reneger. How, how many different corners do you try to paint me into in every available I podcast? You were a man of your word. Multiple nope, means I, multiple. I said he will start a game this year. You said multiple. This is, this is awkward. We're fighting in front of the kids. <laughs> and we promised that we wouldn't do that. We with our divergent personalities. Wow. All right. Why don't we just make it? Th- if he starts no games, you win. If he starts one game, bets off. Two games, I win. Let's leave it at that. No. I don't like. Well, fine, I guessed, but I, wow, I used to respect you. No, you didn't. You didn't. You just said Great that for. Con- you just said for. Con- you just said that for convenience. Okay, so in all seriousness, though, besides McGrone, mm-hmm. who do you think is most likely of that group to contribute significantly this year? Because Bill Belichick had some comments last week where he's like, kind of poo-pooed the uh, impact, quote unquote, of practice squad players and their significance. Yeah. I think there's a couple guys on there. I mean, I would say there's at least three that I could. I, got, I have three in mind as well. Contributing. Yeah. Okay, so I'm gonna give my three. We'll see if okay. they match your three. Okay. So James Ferentz, they're gonna have injuries. He's gonna get called up. He's going to start games. Uh, Lil Jordan Humphrey, we already talked about it. I think he's mm-hmm. an obvious choice to fill a void sooner rather than later. And Terrence Mitchell, I think all three of those veterans are at positions where. You're you're undermanned. You don't have depth. Your depth is very young if you do have any depth. So I think all mm-hmm. three of those guys might as well be on the 56-man roster. Correct. Uh, okay, those are very fair. I'm going to go with, and these are three honest ones, not because I want to just try to be different for the sake of debate. Uh, mine will be, we agree on Lil Jordan Humphrey, but I've been in on him for quite some time now, especially since he made that great special teams play in the win against the Panthers twos and threes. Then instead of James Ferentz, I'm going to go with Cody Russi. In case there were an injury, Russi, in case there were further injury to David Andrews, who didn't exactly have a stellar camp or, uh, should I say, a camp that was on brand for Bear because he's a Patriot great, finished at either 101 or 103 on the top 100 of the NFL. He and Damian Harris both barely missing out on being included on that uh, peer-voted list. If he gets dinged up, I could see Russi getting the call over Ference and starting at center for the Patriots. And then I'm going to go with Lynn Bowden Jr. Ooh. Ooh. Because the new, guy. See, the new guy. And it's not because I think that they just dragged him in for um, – I don't think they just dragged him in to sort of like pump him for information or put a spotlight on him. like, what do you know? Tell me about Miami. Well, give me all the intel you have. I th- Rather – The idea that Belichick was able to get his hands on, not someone that just Mike Mayock drafted, but again, another one of these Ty Montgomery types, not to say that that's a type before people start clapping at me about that like they did on Twitter earlier, but somebody who's a wide receiver running back hybrid, if the Montgomery experiment is a one-year piece to hold over until they figure out who the third down back or pass back of the future is, why not flirt with Lynn Bowden? And if he shows a little pop and if he's actually got some wiggle to him, Maybe he can actually come up to the bigs uh, since he's already played in the NFL and add a little something to an offense that I think both of us agree right now doesn't exactly like woof wow and flash on the uh, the old defensive preparations, eh? Uh, yeah. I mean, there are a lot of spots that are wide open. Um, and to to respond to our friend Claire, uh, she said, "I'm so sorry, Andy. I do adore you. I promise." But Ferentz, yuck. Agree with Fitzy, Russie, please. 
Mm-hmm. Don't tell me, because I've thought that James Ferentz wrote his name to about the last six years of his career in New England. I don't make the decisions. Bill Belichick makes the decisions. And I'll tell you, Bill Belichick likes and trusts James Ferentz. And there's a good chance if any of those three interior jobs need to be filled on any given week, okay. that Ferentz is going to get a call up. And Russie's good. But if they liked Russie, you know where he'd be? Where? On the roster, just like Chase and Hines. But Chase and but Russi is more center, I believe, than guard. Whereas Chase and Hines, that was James Ferentz. Uh, James Ferentz yeah, has played all three. Okay, Co- yeah, uh, yeah, he has played all three spots. I understand, and he's played them all very meh, if meh. you will, at this point in his career. Meh. Whereas, like Chase and Hines showed a little power in the preseason. Maybe you know he could sub right in if you if on when you gets hurt or you're having some issues with Cole Strange. Russi, I think like I could see him as like center of the. I don't want to say center of the future because I want David Andrews to stick around as long as possible, but uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets the call over Ferentz. I, why they're holding on to Ferentz at this point, that's, you know, Ferentz is the offensive line equivalent of Terrence Mitchell, like very meh store brand defensive or offensive, like insert veteran here type of move. Well, I would say he's even a step below because Terrence Mitchell's at least started games for multiple teams in the National Football mm-hmm. League. James Ferentz. <laughs> is liked by one team and really only one man. Bill friend of the friend of Ferentz, like it's yes. the, the fobs, the fob. Exactly. It's a fob. What is the name, by the way, can we at least just agree that having a guy like Terrence Mitchell on the practice squad to call up in case we're in a pinch and we need some cornerback help is way better than what the hell was the name of the guy that the Patriots started in Buffalo? Um, uh, what was the name of the guy they started in Buffalo? Oh, uh, in, at the remember? End of the year. Yeah, yeah, in the yeah. playoff game, and then he went to the XFL, uh, and everyone was like, "Holy shit! How bad have things gotten yeah. that the I'm Patriots?" The total yeah, I know. Right. Good. I'm glad both of us forgot his name because I never want to remember him playing for them or anything else about that game. And and Terrence Mitchell, I do. Uh, he'd be a guy that I would worry could go to another team at some point, just because he's mm-hmm. a veteran journeyman corner and some injury, as Daniel Jeremiah said. Everybody's looking for cornerback depth, but. That's the practice squad. We'll see if it plays a role. Uh, moving on to something that may be even less interesting than the practice squad, that would be salary cap manipulation. And the mm. Patriots needed to do a little uh, accounting work to get under the salary cap for next week. And mm-hmm. people, just in case they don't uh, understand, that is, I believe Tuesday is when they will need to be under the cap. It's why famously the years word ago, compliant. Lawyer Malloy was cut because they had to be compliant with the cap and he was going to go on the books that Tuesday. And that's why Lawyer Malloy was gone on a Monday and in Buffalo a day later. Um, So they had to do a little gymnastics. And the guy they chose to do the gymnastics, not interesting to me. We knew it was going to happen. It was just a question of who and how Um, the name. Because it's the practice squad. That's the one thing. Everyone looks at it now and goes, wait a second. I heard that they're like two or three million under the salary cap. What's going on? Once you account for all the practice squad players, I, I forgot this as well, and it's a good reminder that the people that aren't even on the 53 count in terms of the payroll as well, they could all make up to like $300,000 this year. So those salaries added on to the Patriots' current roster or active 53 equals projected negative $1.7 million for next Tuesday. Right. I mean, it. yeah, they don't all count. They only count week by week. So mm-hmm. if you cut a practice squad guy. It's not like you have the dead money from what he would have made over the course of the season. They're weak Correct. salaries. Um, but you have to deal with the injury settlements for Butler and Anderson. You have to deal with Thornton on IR. Like all of those guys count towards the books and they need to be compliant by Tuesday. So to get there, 
According to Field Yates, just this morning, within the last couple hours, Patriots have converted $7.965 million of tight end Jonu Smith's base salary into a bonus, creating $5.31 million in 2022 cap space. Janu? They wow. kicked the can down the road for Janu Smith. So I don't love it because generally when this is done, you're doing it with a player you know is going to be a part of your team down the road. You kick the can down the road, add right. to his salary cap down the road, even though you're going to be happy with the results, you're getting pro you know productivity on the field. I think this is a guy that some people wonder if he has a redo year this year like he was last year, he may be fighting for a roster spot. He may be out of a job. So you're increasing potentially the dead cap hit for a Jonu Smith down the road now maybe they're happy with him maybe they think he's going to be breakout player he's going to reach the levels they were hopeful of a year ago um but i think it's interesting that Jonu smith was the guy that did uh did the business with him yeah i think a lot of people thought it was either going to be judon or hunter henry getting their deals reworked because we could easily see them being a part of next year if not even uh the immediate if not even longer term future because of their contributions last year and how much they're liked by their teammates I think they'll both be on this team at least next year, if not for two more seasons. That would put Jude on at all four years of the four-year $54 million deal he signed last season. This is the reality of the salary cap. Like, when you do things like this, people are like, oh, it's no big deal. Like, you know, a salary cap is salary crap. You kick the can down the road. The Patriots either believe that they have enough money that they can take this chance and they can eat that hit next year, or that he's actually going to contribute. Like you, like you said, Andy, dude, the guy's only like 26 years old. Uh, he still should have so many years of elite athletic ability. Now, I'm not I'm not saying like elite football ability just yet because we haven't seen him really take the talents that he had in Tennessee and convert them into production and results in Foxesboro, as Antonio Brown once so uh, wisely called it. So it's a risky move. I thought they would have gone one of many other ways, but uh, there you go. So now maybe finally – you'll get to see your ultimate dream, John U. Smith season. Yes, and and we should um, note that this is probably the not the last of the maneuverings. Um, I mm -hmm. think when all the, the numbers are run, this is going to leave them with three-point-something million in space, which is still shy of the 9 to $10 million they like to have as working money um, mm -hmm. over the course of the season. So there, there could be more to come. Maybe it's Judon. Maybe it's Henry. Maybe who knows what else it could be. Right. I know some people are still holding out um, hope or intrigue that maybe a trade could still be on the horizon. I know some, you know, the I don't know if people are still pro or con on Nelson Aguilar, pro or con on Isaiah Wynn, a couple guys where you could move a little money potentially. Um, but I think there's probably a little bit more um, maneuverings coming at some point. <laughs> Jeff Stenberg currently watching live on YouTube. Trade Aguilar. He's just fast Nikhil and you'll save 15 million. You don't say 15 million. You could save nine. No, well, that's if you get another team to eat the entire salary. Well, that I mean, yeah, it, yeah, and I don't think you, you may will. have to pay for. No, you'd have to pay for. And a I wouldn't pay. I've reached the point with their depth of receivers. I would, and ESPN Dan Graziano had him as like the potential surprise Patriot of the year, and he's built such a rapport with Mac and all this, mm -hmm. you know. Very Fitzy Kim McGrone March like uh, propaganda. There we go. All right, go um, ahead. Go ahead and him. satisfy that little black spot on your heart by saying something bad about me again. 
You're the one who'll have to pay for it in the next life. It's okay. But I, if I have to pay, say, $5 million of Aguilar, I'll keep Aguilar. Yeah, like I, I'm not I'm not I'm not paying another team to try to find a way to unlock Nelson Aguilar or make them better when you need you desperately need him to work out. And if he gives you what he gave you last year, well, you you overpaid on day one in the first place. You got value out of Bourne. Hopefully they'll actually uh, use him and allow him to do the Kendrick Bourne things this year. But that's your mistake. And sometimes you got to eat that L just like I did when I admitted that I had a bad call on Cameron Grown and he hasn't evolved into the Deion Jones or Keanu Neal that I thought he would be for this defense. We'll see if that ultimately happens. Not yet. I get it. I'm holding on to Aguilar, uh, but I am in on, and I don't think we've talked enough on this podcast as I try to, ready for this, go a little more Pat's positive. I want to give listeners About that time. are, uh, I want to give some listeners, shut up. I want to give some listeners that are, uh, you know, enjoying their Labor Day weekend, mowing the lawn, sitting at the beach, watching the kids, closing up the vacation house, whatever you're doing, whenever you happen to catch this episode, I want to give them some reasons for hope. And I got to tell you, I think with the way Jacoby Myers has been talking about Mac Jones, the fact that he continues to have the market share of targets from Mac, I think he's actually going to surpass uh, the number of receptions he had last year. I think Myers is on pace for I'm going to go 90 plus catches this season. I think Jacoby Myers is really going to, is going to have an excellent season with multiple touchdowns. That's the first of several predictions way before I know I'm not putting the cat before the hoss. Before we get into our ultimate Pats preview episode for the 2022 season, Jacoby Myers, 90 plus catches, multiple touchdowns this year. I don't love it, but we can talk about it next week when okay, we get into just, more predictions. Just chum in the waters a little bit. Chum in the waters most, a little bit. Most of the fantasy world does not agree with you because if he's going to mm-hmm. catch 90-plus passes, then he should be a fantasy PPR value receiver. And the reality is everyone is staying the hell away from Patriots in general and Patriots receivers in general. Uh, so, you and I just had a fantasy draft with the Gresham Keefe show this week. I've got three this weekend as well. I'm not sure if you or you and your son have multiple coming up. I'm not seeing Patriots going before the seventh round at earliest. Yeah, I I think that's a safe bet for not just because of the talent of the players, but the whole offensive poop show we've seen going on this this summer. Okay, so we went weeds with our Mm -hmm. first two topics of this Labor Day edition. We're going to go the opposite end. We're going to go salacious, sexy. We are going to go supermarket tabloid. Oh, oh no. Just the meat on the bone that is Tom Brady and his wife, Giselle, because the reports are from page six, which is a very, very highly reliable. Hi, very reputable. It's almost like yeah. if I read it, on, if I read it on Twitter, it has to be true. If Damn you see right. it in page six, take it as the gospel. So page six has reported that Brady and Giselle, Thomas Brady and Giselle Bunchkin, as our friend, as our friend Lou Merloni likes to call her, she's um, part she's part Brazilian, part uh, donut. Had a huge blow up after the ten day hiatus upon his mm-hmm. return to Tampa, and mm-hmm. while he was returning to the Bucks, she was leaving the quote compound of Tampa, the Brady family compound, and headed to her compound in Costa Rica. Um, there really hasn't been much more to the story since it broke yesterday, but. Um, what are your thoughts on this, Fitzy? Will this 
elongate Tom Brady's career? Could it shorten his career? Is he screwing Bucks fans? Is his mind not in the Bay Area down there? What exactly? Uh, what exactly is going on with Thomas Edward? I think the last thing that's on Tom Brady's mind right now is how Bucks fans react to news of his mar potential marital turmoil and domestic strife. I think I he could not Brady's give. Mind. What's on yours? Ah, you just you asked you asked what's on his mind. What do I think that could work out for him? I'm just letting you know. I don't think he gives a flying shit about what's going on with Bucks fans or even no, this season. What happens? Does this elongate? What happens now? Or shorten it? I think it shortens it. Now I know right we now? were I know we were speculating yesterday. Uh, you rampantly, of course, like agreeing with Tom, just being a complete misogynist, just shamefully so. It was awful. I saw people standing outside of our Fenway Studios yesterday with pitchforks and signs. There was a whole protest. They even organized a rally and a march today. But of course, like the coward you are, you decided to broadcast from home today so as to yeah. avoid having to pay the toll. So it, it's it's okay. These are you know these are your decisions, your emotions. You're the one alongside your family who I pray for every day who has to live with them. I think this shortens Tom Brady's career. You and Lou thought maybe it could elongate it because if he separates from her, then now he can be with the one true love he has outside of his children, which is football, because that's ultimately what he's married to. I think this signals, okay, uh, we're, in, we're, we're, having, we're having some issues here. We're having a little trouble. Uh, this is going to be his last season because he's going he's gonna to go gently into that good one-third of a billion-dollar deal that he's got with Fox. Uh Next, you know, starting next year to call games with Kevin Burkhart, unless it goes through and then he comes back and plays here. I, I'm kind of like it was fun to talk about, but like I'm kind of with a listener viewer right now, Kenny Tasney. I'm starting to get into like ultimate Brady fatigue slash don't know if I have the bandwidth to give a crap anymore. But no one else is. I would answer Kenny. FYI, Kenny, if you post a story or you talk about Tom Brady on any audible medium, the phone lines light up and fans eat it up. So everybody can say they don't care about Brady, yep. even though he did play here for two decades, and he is going to be the greatest football player that ever walks through New England, Foxborough, maybe the greatest athlete to ever walk through Boston. Yes, I know Bill Russell, Ted Williams. There's a great debate. We're a lucky city. But I, I, I'm sorry Tom that Brady you – I'm sorry. I, forever. I'm sorry you feel that way about Nick Folk, but that's fine. Tom Brady is a story forever, and people yep. – very much care about it whether you no, think it's they true. should it's or true should, no it's, it's true you're reality it we 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 and the crazy thing is we actually have you know far be it from us to actually be the people that to tell you about metrics and data and results and clicks and page views and shares but the stuff that gets the most metrics and clicks and page views and shares continues to be tom brady related even though we all profess out loud Holy smokes, I've got such an intense case of Brady fatigue. I can't take it anymore. Truth is, we're all we're all sort of like harboring some jealousy or some resentment or some sadness or some loss in some way, shape, or form. And we we miss the guy and we continue to pine for the good old days because even if it gets good, if not great again, it'll never be like what it was. So it's only human nature to want to continue to chase or be at least nostalgic over how great you had it for a certain amount of time. Plus, I don't even care about that. Like, people still care about Brady. People were rooting for Brady in Tampa, which I thought was idiotic. Like, I, I was not one of them. I was not rooting for him in the Super Bowl where most of New England was rooting for him. So, 
People mm-hmm. still do care. And I mean, we learned the lesson yesterday. You talk Brady, the phone lines light up and everybody has an opinion. It's, you know what it reminds me of a little bit in terms of the fatigue is the old Tim Tebow days. A lot of people would be like, no one cares about Tebow. Talk about something else. But before I go, let me give you my opinion on Tim Tebow. Everybody has an opinion. Like, <laughs> yeah, he's, he can't throw a forward pass. Nobody cares. He's a gimmick. However, I want to say the following things. <laughs> right. So um, I think it's interesting. And I think it's interesting because I I also like to consider us a, an NFL podcast on some level. We'll talk mm-hmm. about teams around the league. The football podcast. We just happen to focus on one particular team that happens to be within our geographical striking distance and that we've watched, rooted for, or criticized our entire adult and or you know adult or ch- lives. So when the number one player, according to players, according to NFL Network, in the National Football League has a major life story going on, potentially, Mm -hmm. after already having a weird hiatus in the middle of training camp, something that doesn't happen, does Mm -hmm. not happen. This isn't baseball where Erod takes a hiatus in the middle of the season or any of that. You don't leave training camp. He already left training camp, and now you're telling me there's more drama that could affect his team. And oh, by the way, if it affects his team... It affects the league, the playoffs, Super Bowls, all kinds of fantasy football. So like it or not, Tom Brady's fight with his wife has trickle-down effect on the rest of the NFL, your team, your football world. It just does. Okay, before we do our AFC and NFC, nay, NFL-wide Six Rings pod and preview prediction or prediction cast, or preview can I, I don't know what the portmanteau would be of that. Speak English. Okay, just hash up for a sec. Allow me. I'm I'm we're we're, we're working it up. Before next week's big NFL wide mm-hmm. six rings preview podcast, I just want to ask you this. I gave you my teaser about Jacoby Myers being a contributing factor to the Patriots offense getting in gear this year. Andy Hart, I put you on the spot for a big market tease. What does this say to you about the Tampa Bay or the Tampa Bay Buccaneers this season? Are you in or out on them? Is he more focused, more dedicated, more fiery than ever? Or could this be trouble in paradise? Uh, I'm out. Right now, they they feel jinxed to me. Between the offensive line injuries, between Brady in and out, Brady's focus, Brady's emotions. Plus, he's 45, so at some point he's due to, I don't know, actually age a little bit and be not quite as good, not be the most dominant player. I just feel... It feels like the wheels are going to fall off the Bucks. They sold their soul, they got their title, and the wheels are falling off, which is weird because they ride a boat, not a car, so I don't know why there'd be wheels, but the wheels are off. And it was the greatness of Brady that actually got them back into that game that they were losing 28 to, was it 28 to 3 or 28 to 7 last year against the Rams in the playoffs, only to then make that atrocious defensive call to sell out for the Blitz and leave Winfield on Cooper Cup downfield. Good safe, good young safety not against the receiver who had one of the best seasons in NFL history last year. That call was all, that call was akin to like the worst defensive call in my mind in history is the one Shime and I discussed this last week when you were doing the radio programs uh, and we had to carry six rings one time, how Randy Moss, how Julian Edelman told that story on his new podcast about Randy Moss used to bust the balls of defensive coordinator Dean Pease over calling the zero blitz at the end of Super Bowl 42 leaving poor little injured Ellis Hobbs on giant plaxico bursts in the end zone. And we know all know how that ended. So Moss used to always come to practice for the next three years until he was sent packing out of Foxborough, busting Dean Pease's balls over that call, saying like, oh, is this the defense you're going to call? Better be better than that, you know, zero blitz shit you called at the end of Super Bowl 42. That call to leave Winfield isolated on cup, almost as bad. 
Like Brady has Brady has bled literally. Brady has fought tooth and nail and clawed you back into this game against the Rams when they were down out just once again showing his all-time greatness. I thought it would have would have been a perfect way for him to wrap up his career like look what I did one more time. I came back from death's doorstep and brought my team back into a game. And instead, you know, now all of this, I agree with you. I think coming back now has kind of like screwed a lot of things up. I still think Tampa Bay wins the NFC South by default because the Panthers will be better than people expect. I don't know about the offense on the Saints. I know they should have a good defense. Uh, and the Falcons will be a fun 5-12 and 12 watch because they'll be able to move the ball. They just can't stop anybody. Oh, 5-12s and 12s can be fun. Speaking of previewing next week's preview. Oh, oh you no, son I didn't. of There he is. No, there I he didn't. is. Now you're back on brand. All right, Andy, we gotta we gotta get ready for our radio show. So let's wrap this puppy up. Oh, I thought you were the host. You wrap it up. Oh, fine. I thought, Moa, maybe you had a, a last little something to okay, you're the worst. All right, folks. Thank you for tuning in to this impromptu Labor Day edition of the Six Rings and Football Things podcast uh we got to go do some radio uh if you get a chance give us a follow at six rings pod questions comments concerns and more six rings pod at gmail.com next week we're gonna do a pats preview we'll do our patriots preview edition of the six rings podcast the nfl preview and then of course we'll do our week one patriots at dolphins going down to miami preview we'll have a miami dolphins beat writer on the program going to be a great time three huge pods next week lots of radio and get ready set your dials sunday september 11th right after the finale the finish the closure of the patriots shocking win over the miami dolphins make sure you tune into 93.7 fm weei as andy hart and i take over the patriots postgame show it'll be the debut of the six rings postgame show on weei fm all across the WEI radio network, weei.com, and of course, the Odyssey app. So please, tell your friends, tune in, have an awesome weekend, let Matt cook, eat up, drink up, God bless, and as always, go Pats. Bye!